What is going on? You are listening and watching Tags Live, aka Talk About Gay Sex, the live edition on the Get Vocal platform. And I'm your host, Steve V, alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. Hell the hell are you, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Counting the way down to Christmas. And yeah, yeah. She's almost here. Yeah. After this, this is episode 324. And we've got two more episodes before the end of the year. Um, So very excited about that. They're going to be good ones. Um, You know, one of the things I did, Cody, is I went ahead and watched one of the two gay-themed Christmas oh. movies that are out there, at least the two that I know that are out there. Um, one of them that I haven't watched that you started watching is The Bitch That Stole Christmas. Yes, I need to get on that, honey. I want to watch that too. Yes. But I did watch the Michael Yuri single All the Way, which I have to say was really great. It's on Netflix. Um, oh. It also stars Kathy Najimy and Jennifer Coolidge. I love them. Yeah, it was really actually good. You know, when you watch a Christmas movie, you have there's a smaltz factor, uh, mm-hmm. yucky yuck of it all that you just have to kind of get into. But honestly, it was really well done. I really enjoyed it. Michael Yuri is adorable in it, as is the counterpart, the guy that plays his roommate. And it's, I won't give away anything, but it's, it's a really cute Christmas story on Netflix, single all the way, highly recommend it, put it on, you won't be disappointed. So yeah, hi live audience, this is a live audience, and I'm glad one of our live audience members, Jin, Jin Haas, um, commented, Cody, welcome to the show, Jin, as everybody else, but you commented, Jen, on a topic we were talking about on Tag's podcast, episode 323, about would you masturbate in front of your partner? And mm-hmm. if you remember, this was all stemmed from, and just like that, the Sex and the City reboot, where Carrie asks Big, do you masturbate? And then she goes on to say, would you masturbate in front of me? And we thought, mm-hmm. hey... That's pretty big for a hetero couple to ask that question. Totally. Less. So we thought we'd put ourselves to the test. And Jen said, commented on my posting of it. He said, I've dated a couple, I've dated a couple guys before, and I've never done this, mainly because they saw masturbating as cheating. Oh, and wow. so I wasn't clear, Jen, if you meant you saw it as cheating as well, or if just your partners thought it was cheating. Um, more info, let us know on that. But it's an interesting thing that I think the old me when I was younger, I would have mm-hmm. definitely been jealous, Cody. Really? For sure. Yeah, I think it was. it's so silly to me now. And okay, Jen just clarified it. They saw it as cheating, which I never understood. Yeah, I think I never wanted to talk about it or ask any of my previous boyfriends. I think I was so, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about 
um, in Vulnerable Voices today about our bodies and, and being perfect. I'm using air yes. quotes. And yes. I think when we don't have a lot of examples, we'll get more into that. I'm jumping oh, all yeah. the way to Vulnerable Voices here. <laughs> but I do think there's this perception that you want to come off a certain way and be perfect for your boyfriend. And a perfect boyfriend, at least in my mind, when I was younger, would not masturbate or admit to masturbating wow. and then would also be jealous if my boyfriend masturbated. And so, because I, I just think I was that insecure. Now wow. we talked about it. I would totally be into it. In fact, yeah. I want to get a boyfriend now so that I can masturbate in front of him. Because <laughs> it's that gonna, reason only, right? <laughs> it's going to be a sold out show, Cody. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> I'm going to sell tickets and all. That's right. <laughs> You're going to have a, 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 a audience full of boyfriends. I'm going to live stream show. it. But <laughs> Cody, what were your thoughts with Jin's who's saying that all of the two boyfriends that he's referencing saw it as cheating? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen masturbation as cheating. And neither, well, now neither does my partner, Joe. Now I, I feel if he masturbates now, I feel like I missed out on something. That's the only like awkward feelings that I feel like. I'm like, why did you not invite me to the show? Like you were saying just a, uh, two seconds ago. I was like, why do, did I not? Got, why did I not get tickets to this show? I want to be included if you're masturbating in some form or fashion. It doesn't always work out like that, but yeah. So I don't think it's. I've never seen it as cheating. And for me, it's also gets into this very gray area of like, if. If you're loving yourself and self-love and masturbation, they're kind of intertwined with me. So if you're jealous of somebody loving themselves, then that's a, a very, I don't think that that's a, that doesn't sit well with me. Not healthy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't, it doesn't. I mean, I still think that, you know, masturbation is a solo act for the most part. But yeah, I think that would be hot to have somebody watch as well have periodically. Have doing it wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's a solo act. But I feel like we had somebody, we were talking about advice for somebody on a recent episode where the person, like, masturbated excessively okay. and then it almost took over real life sex with their partner. And that yeah, can well, happen can too. Yeah. Where I, I think that how that's a problem or yeah. an issue for the relationship. Right. Or if it's one type of pornography or, or you're, you're masturbating and you're just thinking of the same thing. And that's, that's uh, the scale is higher on that than say with your partner. Yeah. Then I think there's a problem with it. Right. So Jen, just wrote in and said that an exp explanation that he got once was that it was a wasted load, but for me it wasn't wasted because it helps me with it helps him with stress. Plus, oh, he loves the taste of cum. Good. Oh yes, me oh. too. <laughs> <laughs> nice tasting your own cum. I like that. Uh, yeah. Oh man. All right, I'm going to go masturbate now. I'm going in the other room. I'm sorry. <laughs> but to Jen's point, both you and our other co-host Jeremy Ross Lopez have said that it's a stress reliever in many yeah. ways. And for anybody, it sounds like with you two and Jen too, you're not even wasting a load because there's so, you know, you're going to be horny again and it's not going to waste it, right? Am I right yeah. on that? 
Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely have a very high libido. So I get horn. I can go like two or three times sometimes. So yeah, it's not a wasted load. It's it's a precursor. It's an appetizer, an aperitif, if you will. So yeah. Yeah. And I think we have to remember too, is no matter where you are, when you met your boyfriend, it's you had a sexual life beforehand. Not that you're going to be having sex with other people, but life is really stressful these days. And there mm -hmm. is so much going on in the world. And we have these secular lives as well as our partnered up lives too. And yeah. so if nothing else for a stress reliever throughout the week, you can't, I don't think you can expect your partner to become totally celibate from masturbation. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't sign that contract. Never. <laughs> yeah, I, I never will. <laughs> matter of fact, I didn't sign any contract on it yet. So there was no ring yet on hey. dating. When so, you get yeah. that contract, I will officiate your wedding, okay? Okay, got you it. You heard it here first. Well, let's continue on the conversation with porn, moving on to porn. Billie Eilish was recently on the Howard Stern Show, and she kind of caused a stir with what she admitted. She said Billie Eilish began watching porn at 11, and she says it really destroyed her brain. Mm. She also went on to say that after seeing it at such an early age, she moved on. It wasn't enough. She moved on to even more graphic types of pornography. And in addition, it warped her ideas about sex and relationships. She says, it got to a point where I couldn't watch anything else unless it was violent. I didn't think it was attractive, she confessed. Well, I don't think it was attractive either, necessarily. Yeah. Um, she also told Stern that she began watching abusive what she says is abusive, because I want to talk to you a little bit about this, Cody. Okay. Abusive BDSM porn, which she says causes her now to suffer from night terrors and sleep paralysis. She says, I'm so angry that porn is so loved, Eilish blasted, and I'm so angry at myself for thinking that it was okay. Um, I think she needs a therapist, first of all, and not <laughs> for the we first, all do. <laughs> we all do, but how could you be mad at yourself for something that you were exposed to at 11? Um, yeah. you know, for myself personally, I, we didn't have the internet. Internet wasn't free. I mm -hmm. didn't start watching porn until I think I was 19 or 20. We're talking okay. like, you know, it wasn't even, wait, wait, wait. it was on VHS. What? It was on VHS and I couldn't rent a VHS tape unless going into an adult bookstore. There you didn't was have any no cousins with porn. None. No, this is the 80s, the, or the late Steve. 80s. No, there was none. And it okay. was all VHS. All right. Yeah. I did see porn magazines. So, okay. Yeah, and I Where'd stole. Where'd you get those from? I um, B Dalton was one of the bookstores back in the day that you stole from. I B. just Dalton? took pictures. <laughs> <laughs> they are no longer in business that I'm aware of, so I you think you owe I'm okay. them a check. <laughs> oh, I think they're out of business, and they shouldn't have had it up there too. Or I blame them, like Billie Eilish blamed the free porn industry. But it was it was really just it was white guys only that I was jacking off to, and they all that yeah, at best so they had like 
they did that pose, you know, the, the, the dirtiest pose I think I saw on there was that pose where it's from the back side. So it's the ass and you're pushing your hard cock down and you're seeing that side of it. You know? Okay. <laughs> from like underneath from the back. Yeah. Underneath. Okay. And it was hard. And that was a turn on for me and really hot. Oh, wow. So, okay. but I'm sort of grateful that I don't have Billie Eilish's problem because I've certainly made up for lost time with free porn, <laughs> but I'm so glad it wasn't when I was Glorious a kid. Thing. Yeah. What are your thoughts on what she said? And do you agree with anything that she said? And when did you start first watching porn? So at first, when you sent me the article, I was like, girl, Billy, you are so silly. What are you talking about? But then as I we discussed it more and yeah. I read the article, I started to see her porn, her point because porn can be i think it's super damaging to self-esteem especially girl and it yeah. definitely skews your perceptions about sex and it's not seen about what it truly is to have like a loving connection during sex it's just one type of it's a fantasy basically like i've been saying i've been shouting from the rooftops for so long and it's not even i think we discussed this in our pre-production meeting it's not even a fantasy of like a general fantasy is somebody's specific fantasy projected through a lens. So it's, it's, yeah. it can be, it can go so many different ways. And I think that women especially can be seen as just objects in porn so many times. So yeah. uh, I can see where she's coming from and her point, as far as that's concerned. Me personally, I was very young when I started when I saw my first porn, I, <laughs> and it's so funny because I don't know why, but my cousin had a gay porno and I was, I guess I was at his house at my aunt's and uncle's house. And I went upstairs and I just popped it in and it was a gay one too. I saw gay porn Ooh. at a very early age. And I have been looking for this gay porn for ever but I you want to relive that it. initial <laughs> porn moment yeah i don't exactly i i never got the courage up to ask my cousin why he had gay porn he's very straight he has a, a wife now and <laughs> that look that you're giving me i wish the people could see that look because mm -hmm. it was very telling i don't know why he had it but i lucky I for you him. he did though i thank him because i thoroughly enjoyed it and it was so crazy to me yeah. It, I... Again, though, with what we're going to talk about in the vulnerable voices about body and this ideal of being perfect, mm -hmm. I have to say what she is saying about women's bodies don't look like this. I think she even said in the article, vaginas just don't look like that in in real life and i don't i wouldn't know anything about that you know we talk <laughs> about porn all the time and how we rate we're gonna do our thirst trap and it's always about porn stars and guys that have perfect butts and asses and i think but we're adults right and we can separate yeah. what some of these god gifted specimens have been granted and yeah. But we also talk a lot about on this show about sex positivity and we've had uh, sex experts on um, because sex is important just be, you know, outside of just watching porn. I what, couldn't agree with you more. 
And I think that it's very important to make that delineation as far as porn and real life are concerned. Go ahead. Jin. Okay, so Jin, <laughs> Jin says that his first porn video was called A and F Jocks and Abercrombie and Finch. I don't know. Was is that is that porn? And one of the guys in it was Tommy Cruz. A and F Jocks is that Abercrombie and Fitch? Or I'm going to Google it real quick. I bet it was a take on Abercrombie and Fitch. Oh, like a little parody type deal. I yeah, bet I because if you looked at any of their ads, it was. It, yeah, he just confirmed it was. Okay. Um, yeah, if you looked at any of the early Abercrombie and Fitch ads, they played towards a certain crowd. They definitely played towards you know, that erotica uh-huh. and fantasy, always typically one style or one look. Gay white for the most part. Gay right. baiting for sure. Yeah. Straights that want to maybe look like this. And they created a narrative that many people found erotic. And so yeah. I could see a porn company creating, you know, taking it to the next level with that for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, did, did you buy Embercrombie and Fitch based off of their? Uh, no, not at porn? all. <laughs> no. did I. Yeah, soft porn advertisements that they had going on. No, I didn't. So, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. But, but I am gonna go look for that porn. Tommy Cruz. Okay. All right. It's in look my for that now. porn for sure. Yes, yeah. absolutely. All right. Well, we have to move on. And this next story really caught my attention. An 81-year-old man alleges he was jailed for having gay sex. So a now 81-year-old gay man with Parkinson's disease has spent 22 months in jail after staff members at a retirement facility found him engaging in sex acts with fellow male residents. To be clear, um, and the man, a lawyer for Leroy Martin J. Connor Corcoran says the sex was consensual, according to the Philadelphia Inquirer. He said his client was incarcerated at the height of the COVID-19 pandemic for being gay. And one of the guys was in his 40s, Cody. The other one was older. Oh, he likes them young. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) One of them was um, a staff at the facility found Martin who was in a wheelchair performing oral sex on a 43-year-old resident, and they reported the incident to a supervisor. It was that supervisor that then reported it to the police because the resident had suffered a brain injury. But, you know, the two guys that went on record that, that admitted to this since said that no it was consensual and they said for different reasons i think they were embarrassed one of them Mm -hmm. had only had sex with women before this Mm -hmm. but as a result this guy had to uh stay he was in prison right and 81 that's crazy 81 and i just think oh my god that's so sad for him um, the other part, what were your thoughts about this story when you first heard that, though? I just think that this is a this story is so out there. I can't even imagine at 81. I'm just glad that he's been exonerated and the and that he they finally came forward and said that they were that the sex was consensual. 
Yeah, me as well, too. I know. Because at first when I was reading it, I was like, wait, did he did he do this when it was non-consensual? Yeah. It was, uh, no, it wasn't. Um, but the, the story goes on to say, uh, to look at sexual practices for gay men or men in general. And mm -hmm. I'm trying to find that part of the story. Do you have that part of the story, Cody? I lost it really quickly. Um, that's when happens sometimes here let me we are see live. we are live yes the inquirer cites a study by the university of michigan that showed 40 percent of those ages 65 to 80 are sexually active that's what you're talking about right thank you yes so 40 percent of those in this particular U university of michigan study are sexually active and does that surprise you cody that when we, 40% of us, I'm sure you and I host a gay sex podcast. You we know we're going to be gonna, in there. We're in that 40%. We're gonna about to make it 45%. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. I can't yeah. imagine. I mean, I just turned 50. So I'm mm -hmm. 15 years away from that study. And I'm as horny as ever and sexually active. I can't imagine, you know, knocking yeah. on wood. Yeah. Does that stat surprise? No, yeah. Does that stat <laughs> surprise you that men? I mean, because we do lose our testosterone, the things yeah. that you know. But I've had different guests on the show, like Susan Bratton, who his talks about aging and keeping our sex. All these, she sent me all these like supplements that keep the blood flowing, and mm -hmm. particularly down there. And I will Ooh. post those soon on Tags Podcast to let you know how they're some. working. Yes, I will. Okay. And yeah, why, does that study surprise you? It does surprise me, honestly, because in your mind, I think our society is so ageist. In my mind, I think what society has told me is that when you get older, then that part of your life goes away. Yeah. And I think that this study is helping me. As I've gotten older, a lot of the things that society has told me are not true anyway. So I am thankful for this study because it's only going to help me and guide me into my sexual exploration in the future. All right. And I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> and you got to keep up with your 30-year-old boyfriend. So, oh, you know. Oh, my goodness. Please. I don't know if I can. <laughs> That's the thing. It's all fun and games to have a young boyfriend until you start aging. But I have no doubts for you. You are, yeah, virile and... Yeah, oh, if anything, yeah, I think if anything, you're, <laughs> you're going to have to keep him on board. This whole so. thing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we've got to move on to our segment that we've taken a break from, but we're coming back to this week. It's yes. called Vulnerable Voices, where we go a little bit deeper. But this week, it's actually stemmed from a couple articles. And one of them caught my attention on New Now Next, and it was entitled Unrealistic Aspectations, Why mm -hmm. Queer Men Struggle to Embrace Their Butts. You'll like this one, Cody, because oh, yeah. uh, Bobby Box wrote this, and he says he spends over seven hours. I spend over seven hours on my iPhone every day, Bobby writes, which is nearly twice as long as the average American, according to data measurement company Zenith. Mm 
And while I'd like to chalk this up to the fact that he works in digital media, the truth is, he writes, I probably spend half of that time scrolling through bad takes on Twitter or cruising for a hookup on Grindr. He writes, as a queer man, much of the content I scroll through is either sexual, self-indulgent, or some combination of the two. What's wrong with that? (laughs) Someone with... Someone with a six-pack abs says it's bulking season. Here, someone else <laughs> casually exposes their hole there. It's all part of the core and as an active gay on social media. He says that that constant exposure to attention-seeking tactics and doctored images comes at a cost to our body image and mental health. And he cites the 27 teen attitude magazine who surveyed around 5,000 men of its readers and found that 84 percent feel intense pressure to have a good body wow 48 percent said they were unhappy with their body and wow and 10 percent were very unhappy so the percentage Ooh. of the publication's re- readers who were very happy with their appearance cody a slim one percent that's crazy to me Yeah, and it goes on the story to talk a little bit about eating disorders for certain groups. It talks about thicker men and how uh, they are just always feeling that they're judged on social media or not represented. And lastly, to cosmetic surgery and Mm -hmm. things like an increase in the Brazilian butt lift, BBL for short, which grew 90% from 2015 to 2019 among Americans, um, despite how dangerous the procedure actually is. Mm. Um, And that's, let's just talk about the butt thing really quickly before we dive into it a little bit. Um, I'm I'm all about that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've always, you know, people have always asked me throughout the years, like, oh, have you, because I was a gymnast, right? And for, I, from a, a little little kid till I went into I got a partial scholarship to Berkeley and that really mm-hmm. kind of created the framework of my body I would argue though gymnastics doesn't it does a lot for that v-shape but not necessarily mm-hmm. your butt and I think if I didn't work out so much not so much at least for me and that's not my body okay. type what okay. I've done is a lot of squats throughout the years and heavy lifting on squats. And I just, that's what works for me. It's never going to be that bubble huge thing, but I have a butt, if you will. Yeah, exactly. And it yeah, is what it butt. is. Yeah. And I can do squats for days and my butt will get big. My actual legs Will mm-hmm. never. They just kind of stay really? lean and no, they're lean and muscular, but they don't grow at the same rate that my ass does. But ah. people are obsessed with working on their butts and obviously going to extremes like getting procedures like this. But I mean, I can think of my sister was saying in Oakland, California, the gym where she works out and mm-hmm. there's so many gay guys in short shorts and they're doing every single lunge, leg press and booty <laughs> exercise that you can imagine to have can the perfect. you tell her to send me some videos? I need to see this, okay? I didn't, I'm sorry I didn't let you finish. I got too excited. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's these two young guys that go into my gym downstairs in my gym here that literally talk about, because this article was a combination of spending too much time on your phone and... Mm-hmm 
the perfect appearance. And it, yes. the focus was, yes, on but these two guys in my they've got to be in their like mid to late 20s. They're boyfriends. I miss I'm a, I'm pretty sure. And they walk into the gym the same way. It's with that arched back. They always have sort of a look on their face that looks like they're annoyed or pissed off or do you know the look that I'm talking about? Like I have that look sometimes. What are you talking about? I'm like smiling. I greet everybody. I I mean, if I catch your eye and you're you're a stranger, I mean, you're always going to get a, a, like a grin or a, a, an acknowledgement. These, you're polite. These twinks and we're gay and we're all gay in the same building. It's like they're, and I think they're nasty because they're buried in their phone 24-7. They're working out. They do a set and they're buried back in the phone. They do another set and they're buried back in their phone. They don't even talk to each other. They have a scowl on their face yeah. and it's rinse and repeat. And to me, it's like, what are you so unhappy about? I mean, it's really. social separation. They don't know how to be with people. It's crazy I think to me. that's exactly yeah. what it is. And I, yeah. I think it would be exhausting to have a scowl on my face all the time and be uninterested and too good for this and be enjoying 300 butt blasters the whole time. <laughs> I would hate it. I would hate it. Wait. Butt blasters don't sound that bad, number one. <laughs> 500 of them would put a scowl on your face. And if you... <laughs> they would. I'm just saying. <laughs> I say do whatever makes you feel good, but kind of. I don't think it's making them feel good, though, Cody. Yeah, exactly. Find that space where, get really clear on that space to where you've you feel like it's not too much and and that it's just enough for you to feel, to have a positive outlook on life. That's what I think. And I think that these two guys could use me as a life coach. I am a life coach. <laughs> well, I'll, you'll have to come work out with me and you can Give try. I saw, them, I saw them in the elevator and they had no choice. Like they walked in when I was in the elevator and I said, hi. And uh-huh. one of them said hi and then looked away. And the other one didn't even look at me and was like, hi, and like head down. <laughs> and I'm like, Maybe I'm going to force them. I'm going to force them to acknowledge me. You will look at me, damn it. <laughs> your beauty was I'm, too much for them, darling. Oh, That's please. What it was. I just think it's that <laughs> it's certain age groups, not everybody, but certain people in a certain group that they're so. I think they're so unhappy because life is only in this little phone Uh, and you can never live up to the expectations that you see if you're constantly scrolling around in your phone. Silas says, hi, Silas. Silas watching us live tonight says maybe they're socially inept. Mm, You live in New York City. I don't know if you're that inept. I think being on your phone can cause you to be socially inept i don't know what are your thoughts cody on all of the whole topic <laughs> <laughs> well i think that well i'm i'm gonna start with the socially inept part i think okay. that i agree with you i think that when you go onto instagram and you're just so used to having that internet wall i'm gonna say up about uh, it's basically a wall keeping you from human connection in life. And that's going to make you not as prone to be able to, you know, have a, be able to talk to somebody in, in 
the the elevator it, or or to, to maybe they weren't raised right i don't know i have no idea <laughs> <laughs> i grew up in the south you say hi to everybody down there in the south oh yeah so, i like that about the south yeah so i think that the the phone and being on instagram all the time only exacerbates the the situation and it makes it more it makes it easier for them to be able to separate themselves from other people and just to be there because that socializing with other people now as far as this this article goes i think it was very normalizing and i, I wrote this in my notes um that it's the article mentions that gay men have a higher body misperception, which I have confessed to on this in on this podcast before. Uh, I've seen so many bodies out there that I think are so hot, and then I look at mine, and it's basically the same body type as mine, and I'm and I'm picking it apart. I'm like this. I can fix this. I can fix this about my body. I don't normally try and fix my butt that much. Maybe it's because in the article it also said that. Mainly, that was uh, something that bottoms did, and right, right. I'm, I'm not a bottom, so I don't right. really, I don't do as many squats as I should. I skip leg day way too often. <laughs> <laughs> and if there was an exercise to make my dick bigger, I totally would do that <laughs> exercise. <laughs> and but I do feel the pressure to fit in and be thin, and I sometimes it gives me thoughts that I don't think are healthy. So. I definitely yeah. feel that pressure. I think definitely social media can put that pressure on you. I tend to scroll. I don't really go through it like a lot of people do. Um, again, I'm a little bit older school. I came <laughs> a little bit later to free porn. And so <laughs> I noticed some, not everybody, because there are people my age and older even that I've been around that are buried in their phones. So they yeah. just grew quick to that. I'm not that interested in my phone. And the, if I post for the show a lot, so mm -hmm. who's ever in the current feed of that is who I will see in that rotation. Mm -hmm. But I also notice I follow, although I follow a lot of hot bodied people throughout mm -hmm. the years that we follow, I also have some really inspirational Got like my former trainer on there and he yeah. might be doing exercises on there with the kettlebell and I'm like, Ooh, I want to try that. Yeah. Or because I don't scroll around so much when I do, even if I do see someone's body that I'm like, Oh wow. I'm much either likely to compliment them mm -hmm. or to admire it and think, Oh, that that's inspiring me to want to go back in the gym and do this, or that's getting me to want to work on my body. Mm -hmm. I think at my age now at 50, I've really come full circle on I really accept where I'm at. I know how to tweak and work harder on certain things when I want to be a little bit leaner. And going into say like Christmas week here, I'm going to eat my mom's cookies and tamales oh at Christmas and I am <laughs> I not going to and I'm not going to feel guilty for that. I'm also probably yeah. not going to post myself shirtless that week. <laughs> take and them for beforehand, the, you'll be all right. Take them before. I did one today <laughs> to promote this show. You look great. Thank you. But I mean, I know that sort of. Hey, Tags listeners, craving for more tags? Hungry like I am? 
Well, now you can unlock exclusive Tags content. I'm talking about our weekly Tags After Show and our twice-monthly Dark and Dirty Show. Now you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. You'll get a notice each week when new episodes are dropped exclusively for you. So what are you getting from this exclusive content? Well, you're getting a weekly Tags After Show where the conversation continues with hot gay sex topics in a more relaxed, behind-the-scenes, more intimate format. Our twice-monthly Dark and Dirty show will often feature special guests like my co-hosts, but gets a little darker and a little dirtier as we reveal our sexcapades to your exclusive ears. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe now to unlock exclusive Tags content and know that you'll be supporting Tags Podcast to continue delivering the quality of Tags Podcast you've come to love. You can unlock this exclusive content by going to tagspodcast.com and click on the link Tags After Show. Thanks for being a supporter and continue having hot gay sex logic on how to keep it fresh for myself and know that I'm going to indulge and allow myself and not beat myself over it. A lot like Jonathan actor. Did you read the article that I sent you on Jonathan Jonathan Bennett? Bennett? Yeah. Speaks out on this unhealthy thing. So many gay men do. So actor and TV host, Jonathan Bennett is currently busy promoting his appearance on Hallmark's holiday movie. I didn't know there was one on Aww. Hallmark too. The Christmas House Two. We have to watch, we have to watch one halls. more. It's oh, called yes. The Christmas House Two. Deck those halls. Too bad it's not Deck those balls, and I would really <laughs> watch it. That but doesn't this sound is, very Hallmark Channel. <laughs> it doesn't. But I want to deck those balls. Um, Bennett, who first, uh, so they go on. He was on Mean Girls, by the way. Yes, he did was. Did you know that? Oh yes, he was uh, the the main love interest. I forget the name. Yeah, so he goes on Instagram. Bennett praised Hallmark for making the movie and its representation of a same-sex couple, but he also took the opportunity to reflect on his career in Hollywood over the last twenty years and the pressure so many gay men put themselves under to overachieve or appear perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon and Jake talk about a lot of things Bennett said, the two characters in the movie, but as a gay man, the part of their story I identified with the most was the desire to have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Do you think Cody, he was talking about, because he kind of talked a little bit about his personal story about perfection as to be perfect in life, not really his body, but do you think he was also talking about appearances too? And is there a lot of pressure to be perfect there is an appearance right cody oh yeah for sure i think that he was talking about both and i can see how it could be all encompassing especially because he was he played aaron samuels i remembered it while while we were going over it yeah and that's the main love interest and he was supposed to be this alt penultimate sex symbol hot guy in the school so i can see how he would he would be talking about body image and things of that nature in deck the hall silas says that it should be deck those walls by the way which i think Ooh. is 
fucking genius. <laughs> I like that. Good take on that. Thanks, audience. Uh, I will be doing that this Christmas. Um, so, <laughs> but I definitely identify with the whole being perfect thing. It's what I talk to my life coach about the most, honestly. For me, it I think it stems from being inundated with messages from social media and society and media in general that being gay was wrong or I'm less than for being gay. So I tried to make up for it by being the perfect brother, perfect son. That's the big one right there. Uh, and the perfect person out there that's kind and and that people don't see as a threat. It could also be stem from the fact that I'm a I'm a black man and I think that black people are seen as undesirable or what have you the the myriad of things out there. I'm not even going to go over them in on this podcast right no, now. No, that's a different vulnerable <laughs> voices. <laughs> Let's keep those for another day, but yeah, okay. I hear you. I'm writing it down for next podcast though. <laughs> okay. All right. New year. Absolutely. In Maybe not year. a holiday one, but in no. the new year. Let's chat. <laughs> Cuz we want to deck those walls, balls and all hey, the hey, above hey. next week for our final episode. <laughs> this year of tags live yeah i just uh, to wrap things up a little bit on this i hope that we can all set an intention for the new year to be kind to ourselves i think and get rid of the word perfect because it doesn't really exist nothing is perfect and even that cookie that looks perfect isn't perfect it's gonna break i'm watching the cookie challenge right the christmas cookie challenge and they break people Ooh. yeah it's fun i'm learning about flooding not that sounds i know that sounds hey, really, hey, hey. <laughs> it's a technique for painting those a walls. yeah and flood those walls exactly but i hope we can all set an intention this new year to lay off the perfection and be kind to ourselves because i think yes. once we do those and yeah maybe lay off a little bit of social media too that's what one Those of are big make that aspirations. Point, but, then, yeah. but then I was like, do I really want to commit myself to not being on social media? And I was like, okay, I'm not going to say it out loud. <laughs> Daniel says flooding those flooding the walls. I love yes. it. <laughs> okay. Well, we, I really want to get to this next one um, mm -hmm. before we get to thirst trap. And this was a Reddit thread that we yes. have to talk about. I'm glad it's this one. <laughs> oh, it's called a rude top or an overly sensitive bottom. He writes, mm -hmm. I just had a lovely hookup. This guy must be British, of course. <laughs> I, I just had a lovely hookup. All good. Yes, I love that you're doing your Madonna voice. <laughs> 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 he also asked if I wanted to, to meet up tomorrow again. Well, we had unprotected sex. I do do it if and I'm consistent. He's on prep, he writes. Mm -hmm. I find it important to mention we didn't use any lube as he rimmed me and I played with a dildo right before meeting. A half an hour later, when he's gone, he messages me about quite abruptly. Does mm -hmm. your ass normally bleed? Does your ass normally bleed? He asked the question. I found some blood on my dick. You're clean, right? He also wrote. So the guy writing in writes, I mean, the first thing I thought was, 
what the fuck? And then I also yeah. thought it was a bit rude, downright mm-hmm. rude. I obviously told him I'm clean, checked monthly Ugh. and on prep. And he seems cool about it now. But that was such a turnoff for me. And it really left a bitter taste in my mouth. Am I too sensitive? Or was it was his reaction normal? Um, first of all, <laughs> well, you know, I, I just want to tell a quick story on this. When okay. I was in P, when I was in Puerto Vallarta during the holiday, right okay. before holiday and right before Thanksgiving there, I met this guy that I'm hopefully going to see when I go mm-hmm. to Los Angeles and I'm going to be there over the holiday and mm-hmm. He actually, we had sex after we mm-hmm. had met, and it was great, but he didn't use lube, and he was really, really thick. And I thought of it, and I thought about going back and, like, either putting some spit or maybe he didn't, he didn't have lube, <laughs> but we went with it. And, yes, it was a little rough, but I went with it. You know <sighs> that the next day he apologized. He said, hey, that was really hot, and I want to apologize because we didn't use any lube mm-hmm. and I'm sure maybe your ass may your ass may be a little bit rough down there. And I said, Oh, but I love that he addressed it, but he addressed it from his angle in a different way. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, we probably should have, but I was I was just in the moment. And listen, I could have stopped the moment and mm-hmm. said, Hey, can we put something down there? It was all on me too. But I'm planning on seeing him again. So in my instance, I think my guy was polite, maybe not thoughtful at the moment of it, but I also took responsibility for what occurred. And I like that he addressed it in a text afterwards to see how I was doing. And as a result, the politeness worked for me and we will see each other come hopefully in the new or when I'm back there in a couple of weeks. So yes. it's kind of a different take on this guy's story, right? Uh, I agree. I think that that's a different take. He came at you very politely. Daniel says, why aren't we using lube? And I am going to take it just a little bit further. He says, ouch, by the way. And I'm going to take a little bit further and say, how small is this man's penis that he doesn't have to use lube? That's crazy to me. I always use lube. I always discuss, call me old fashion. I always discuss status before i ejaculate in somebody that is definite that's definitely going to happen before i come in somebody and i find it very offensive the verbiage of of being clean i think is very stigmatizing yes we were we were going to talk about that too we were just you know i'm getting into it (laughs) we talked about that on previous shows but definitely i think that guy had one too many marks against him the top yeah for sure starting with the clean Mark, which we've talked about on this show before, which is so offensive. And what does yeah. that even mean? And yeah. why are you asking after the fact? You know, because somebody can be HIV negative on prep. Those are the questions you'd want to know. And you want to ask them before, Beforehand. not after the fact. Exactly. Exactly. Clean, yeah. And I also want blood to say- has, by the way, blood is not dirty or or clean it's it's a result of because a, the yeah it, the, the walls in the rectum are very thin so Back to those walls 
<laughs> Learn something about anatomy, guy. Yeah, right. So that's where it's number one. What else were you going to say? I was going to say it's anal sex. And if you don't want a little bit of, there's a possibility that there could be some poop on there, some mucus, because again, it's an anus. I mean, come on. Yeah, now. right. Let's be, I saw you like, you're like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, that was my wine that I was having a little after too. And you're allowed to be like, oh no, but because it's a little bit uncomfortable, but yeah. if you don't want it, if you don't want any of that to happen, then you right. shouldn't be having anal sex. Don't exactly. stick your dick in a butthole. How about that? I agreed. I think 100% agreed. Yeah, absolutely. I'm what a bigger is... guy. So I, it is, <laughs> I'm a bigger guy. <laughs> so I, there have been times when all of those things have occurred and I don't handle it by freaking out on somebody. You make sure that the bottom is okay because yeah. they're the ones that are bleeding. That's crazy to me. Yeah, and and in my story too. And first of all, we should say lube, 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 and lube. Lube, as and always, lube. as Dr. Goldstein, proctologist, has always stated on our show, leading proctologist, and it's so important because it can cause other issues to the rectum mm -hmm. area that mm -hmm. you don't want. Forget about the poop. Forget about just blood. There, it can cause other trauma, and I'm using that yep. word as Dr. Goldstein uses it, trauma that you don't want it's unnecessary if you just use lube and it's always readily available i like that my guy when he checked in with me though we were kind of hot in the moment it wasn't there was no blood on his dick or anything like that it was more mm -hmm. he just remembered the moment and wanted to check in with me and said That's i probably so and i should have used lube and i should have he's a keeper yeah well i mean marry that another, man i'll marry you at least a date, <laughs> a date in LA. Wait, am I getting you married already? Okay. Yeah, no, there's there's others on the list. So, but it's definitely a date again when I go to LA for sure. And yeah, but absolutely no. Anybody else saying anything else before we move on? So Daniel says, in his opinion, the top from the story couldn't come about it in a more he could have come about it in a more polite way and then yeah. and then address his concerns just like we said so yeah absolutely yeah yeah all right well it, it, we are almost out of time and it's our favorite segment and as we said before straight up gay porn is doing there we do this thing that they put out all the time on who took the best shot it's mm -hmm. and thirst trap and they are looking to crown a king and we did round one last week now we're doing round two this week the yes they're gonna pick five from round one and five from round two and one winner will win based on your guys's votes and everybody else's that participates in this on the straight up gay porn awards and they'll get like a whole like an award and nice. so we are at round two we did round one last week and these are culminated from the entire 2021 so it's the best photos from the whole year and i put it in the i will put post this on tagspodcast.com i have it in the link right now mm -hmm. um should i go first cody to tell you who um, I, yeah go ahead yes i'm curious to know if we pick the same one again this year 
Well, I'm picking I mean, somebody. So because it's a culmination of the year, right? Okay. And, um, I'm picking somebody that I picked when he was in one of the previous rounds earlier this year. And okay. out of all of the ones that they had in round two here, he still gets my vote in this week. And it's by a guy by the name of Vander Pulaski. Oh, I have to go back sitting, and look. Who's sitting in a campground site where there's pitch tents around him and tree forest trees all around him. And he's sitting in one of those camp chairs with his legs spread wide open. He's got a trucker hat on. He's fairly hairy but not overly like he's got the nice hair in the chest and the beard but his dick and is sitting so erect and tall and thick and his balls are nicely rounding it all out and it's very I much know. i just i said it before when i picked him before it was like uh -huh. i just want to sit on that after i worshipped hey. it and get busy with it in the open woods i couldn't think of a better thing to do it's the pose, it's this expression, like, come come on, get on this, and it's all the above that Vander Pulaski gets my vote. And because you can go on this site and actually do it, I'm going to click it right now for Vander Pulaski. I'm not sure how he's doing, but mm -hmm. who is your pick, Cody Marie Staget, on this week's? So, first I want to say that I'm so happy for the winners from last week's poll. They are... Uh, and I'm glad that Idolo, our favorite from last week, we picked. Oh, do they show last week's yeah, winners? Yeah, they said in the in the in the blurb in the and before they said that who won the Idolo was in it. Him and Dalton Riley, Zach okay. Astor, Ray Dexter, and Roxas Callum. But my vote for this week goes to Austin, and they're going just so we Austin Avery. Okay, yes. Let me find it, him. Where is he in the it's mix? It's a video. He okay. is probably midway through, midway almost to the bottom. Um, he's mixing two of my favorite things, sex outdoors and sex in the shower. It's a video and he's, oh. he's outdoor in the sh he's in an outdoor shower and first he's cleaning himself off, but then he swiftly Ooh. moves to getting off. <laughs> wow. Beautiful long hair. He's got the moves down. He's, he's got ass. the smallest waist ever. Yes, yes, yes. So, but unfortunately, I I did. Did you click the poll already? Yeah, I did. Did you see who were the top five? Um, let me see. Are anybody voting before we tell anybody about this on our? Yeah, guys, what do you think? Who do you think is the who you guys Boots voting for? Boots is number one. Bo Boots Butler. is number one. Okay. Yeah. Can we just shout out to a couple at the very bottom? That are going in for it's Remy Duran and mm. Creamy Gorilla. <laughs> that is the most hilarious name ever. Creamy <laughs> Gorilla is like I'm obsessed with that name. Creamy I was like, gorilla. can I even say that? I don't know. He that's why they didn't get my vote. I was like, I don't think I'm allowed to say that. I don't know if that's offensive. <laughs> <laughs> is it i don't know i love I it know. i'm not touching that one okay so don't you touch it, but to I, I had to touch it because it was just like oh my god i can't with that um <laughs> what is anybody saying jen says roman todd has his vote and roman todd i think is in the the top five so okay okay good pick jen yeah 
Yeah. Because you shouldn't really look at that and you should just vote on who you want. Like yeah. I said, mine, I think, is doing okay. Uh, Vander Pulaski's in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> However, okay. this is vote, a vote, vote. There's time. And, and by the way, they're picking five out of these. So yes. five out of last week, five out of this week. So you just your favorite just needs to make the top five. Exactly. And then from there, they will pull the number one winner out of the top 10. So just cool. that's that's how that's how that works, Cody. Well, I don't think my favorite's going to make it, but he's still my favorite and I'm sticking with them. OK, hey, <laughs> good, no, stick with your favorite. Stick with your exactly. guns. I love it. Daniel uh, says Bo Butler for him. And didn't we say Bo's doing great? Bo is doing well. Him, Boots, Elf, which I think are the craziest names. Elf and and Boots. I'm like, okay. not more than creamy, <laughs> not more than creamy gorilla. <laughs> it doesn't get You're any right. crazier than creamy gorilla. You're right. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree. I can't with that name, but okay. Anyways, this has been so much fun. We want to thank you for playing and tuning in. All of the show notes will be on Tags Podcast tomorrow follow us on social media at tags podcast and that includes the tiktok at tags podcast join us on that follow my co-host cody maurice doggett at mr maurice at mr maurice on instagram or he's a life coach at kmd coaching yes. cody thanks so much so much fun thank you darling yeah, we've got two more shows next week before the holiday, and you don't want to miss our Christmas special next Wednesday, live, 9 p.m., December 22nd, where hopefully we'll have some special guests. It should be a lot of fun. In the meantime, Ooh. continue having hot, hot gay, gay sex. sex. Night, guys. Good night, guys. <laughs>